0: Okay, welcome Lucas Dols, musician and facilitator Hello. from the Netherlands, but you're from the globe, I think in my opinion. So welcome Lucas, thank you for your time. Uh all the way mm. calling in from Lebanon, Beirut. And uh well, just to uh get started for the people that don't know you, what are you what are you actually doing? How is m- uh, music so important for you in your facilitation? Skills or techniques? What you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, I I was uh, uh, raised as a or, or educated as a musician um, for many years. Uh, I did studied conservatory, a bachelor and a master in Amsterdam, and music was a big part of my life. And um, I actually kind of forgot my old dreams uh, when I had when I was young, and I after 10, 10 years being a professional musician, I thought this is going to be my path, uh, and my old dreams, uh, I left them behind, and I uh, will never come back, and um, actually, I, I found out through multiple paths, uh, doing another study at Nomad Business School, and some other uh, like experiments I did uh, with projects, that I can use music in a different context, and this was a very, very powerful uh, um, thing because I, I thought that I, w- I was kind of uh, doomed to be a musician the rest of my life and I wasn't happy with that idea and I, I wanted to change something. So I was really thinking about giving up music and doing another study and, and really trying to do different things and being a volunteer for MST International and that kind of things. And then I found out, hey maybe I can use music in a different context. That's what i try try to do uh, since six years now. And right now, I'm, for example, in Beirut, and I I really found a way to to use music in a a different context. Um, And why it's so important is that, for me, music is so much more than only playing a song or listening to lyrics. Uh, Of course, it's about working together, and it's about rhythm and melodies, but music is also about leadership and also about cooperation and listening to each other and being clear in what you want and, and sharing your needs and, and making space for people but also taking space if there's um uh if you see a gap so there's there's so many more uh elements in music than most people think mm-hmm. especially when you improvise together for example
0: yeah beautiful improvisation so uh, when you get in a flow status and all that, uh, and, and just for the listeners, so what uh, mu- um, music instrument do you play mostly? Like, what is your core instrument? I
1: uh, I studied double bass uh, and electric bass, and yes, that's yeah, that's my main instrument. And uh, a year ago, I bought a cello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never. It was a kind of dream that I, oh, man, cello is actually so much nicer than a double bass. And then I thought, no, but then I have to study it on the conservatory again. But last year, I just bought a cello and started playing. And actually, I did already three performances with cello. So oh, wow. Without <laughs> a teacher, so I just learned myself. And uh, I really believe that if you if you really want to learn something, there's so many ways. And um,
2: yeah.
1: I, I give this many times as an example, that you, if you really want to some do something, you just try to do it and, and, and make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, um, having said that, do you also sometimes see that uh, education, the system we are in, can be uh, like a, a boundary or a block for uh, for fulfilling your dreams?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> I I really. For example, uh 10 years ago when I wanted to to expand my knowledge and I wanted to learn about other things, I thought, oh yeah, uh, I'm going to buy a book about psychology. I'm going to buy a book about this. I'm going to buy a book about that. And I the only thing I could imagine is about, about learning something new was to buy a book mm-hmm. <laughs> and, to li- and to read about it. And it's it, and then I found out a few years ago when I was doing some, some another study uh, at NOMAS Business School. I found out. No, I'm an experienced person. I need to experience something before I learn it. Exactly. And some and, so, and some people learn it by reading. Some people learn it by experience. Or you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm a more experienced person. And I, I still read books and I learn a lot from books. But it's not the only way. Yeah. And uh, yes, in that sense, uh, I think um, education can block um, uh, opening your uh, potential, mm-hmm. especially. A lot of people see uh, music education, for example, as a as a way that you have to uh, follow classes and you have to read music from paper and you have yeah. to be very technical before you can play music. And I really don't believe that. I always start with improvising, and mm-hmm. then I make start to make music. So uh, last year I was asked to teach two students at the conservatory in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, double bass, and. I told the, the main department of the conservatory, like, I'm going to do it different than than you're used to. Mm-hmm. And they were very open to see my approach. And that's why I, I tried for a year. And what I did is uh, there were students. One of them was very new to double bass. And one of them was was a classical student where he had ten, 10 years classes. What I did was every hour, we started for half an hour improvisation without judgment. So we, nice. we. We just we get it in the flow. I, the only thing that I want them to, to do is to get both of us in the flow of improvising. And after half an hour, a safe they
0: create space, also, right?
1: Yes. And also that I that to to uh, get used to the idea of not judging about what we do. Mm-hmm. So after half an hour, they look at me. Okay, what do you think about that? And I I said, okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Now we're gonna do the rest of the day or the rest of the mm-hmm. class. And for me, that's so important to first start improvising and getting used to the instrument and getting used to each other before you
2: um,
1: uh, go to the next level. Um, For me, it doesn't make sense to to learn skills on a violin or a piano before you know um, why you need that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And the
1: thing is, if if you improvise and if you make music, then the questions about what you want to learn more, they will appear by themselves.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then it's really demand-based and then you have the students like, you know, wanting to and being eager to learn more and and to become better at it. Um, Exactly. And and also, if, if you just mentioned really interesting about your 20 or 30 minutes improvisation, do you think it also has something to do with connecting with yourself and the environment before you can leverage that? So... Uh, for example, when I enter a new space or a new group of people, or even if I, if I see you and we haven't seen each other for a while, mm. I first need to connect with, with, with you and with myself. And if I'm not connected with myself, then I'm going to talk from my head and it's going to be, mm. it's not going to be a very interesting conversation. It's going to be pretty rational, you know, what do you do and mm. how are you? Uh, but if you feel really connected with yourself in a positive sense, like uh, I'm in a flow and I feel nice about what mm-hmm. I do or I'm happy, then yeah, you can you can connect with the other person in a in a more s- uh, synchronic way or you get synergy more easy than when I'm in my box.
1: Yes, uh, for sure. I I, I see uh, improvisation mostly as a, a kind of meditation in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, if you if you make music and you improvise, for ex- I have it mainly with improvisation, not not, main, not so much with pop music. But if if I improvise together with other people, I can get I can get rid of time, for example. Mm-hmm. I lose time. I have no uh, um, yeah. Uh, and I'm really open to to, to the uh, ideas of others, so I can re- I'm super flexible. And especially in a group, because um, that's very interesting. I had uh, this experience in December. I went to India, and uh, there's a lot of meditation going on in the place where I went there, in Bodh And I was working there for two and a half months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, I practice some meditation, but not so much every now and then. But I re- like I said, I I see improvisation as meditation in a way, mm-hmm. but in a group. Um, and what happened in India is that I, I, my plan was to meditate every morning, and uh, like a lot, lot of people do there. And I was there for two and a half months, and I actually didn't do it so much. And then I went to a meditation session with a group of people. There was a big group, and then I felt, wow, if I'm in a group, I, I'm, it's so much easier for me to- To
2: meditate. To focus on
1: my, to, yeah, but also to focus on myself. And wow. to focus somehow to feel the others, and how, that's how I see musical improvisation with the group yeah. that you that you kind of meditate together.
0: That's a, such a beautiful way to put it. Uh, I'm also searching for words like that if I um, work, you know, with host to transform and try to explain people like we're gonna be, we will become more conscious about ourselves. Uh, but we will not get stuck in our inner introspection and it, you know observe mm. thoughts, and which is all great. I'm not judging that. But the extra layer is that you, because of that status, you also connect with others, and you need other people to make things more valuable uh, and to I don't know skill things if you talk business business terms, but also to co-create and to become more innovative. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I feel that also now in the West, we're so focused on meditation, yoga, and then we all, you know, sometimes they literally say, you know, go into yourself and feel yourself, mm. and which is all great. But then you go to the outside world. I actually had it in India after a yoga session. I went outside and I almost got hit by a rickshaw and people were screaming, you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I'm back into reality. So what was it just about those... Yeah. Forty minutes, or can we actually integrate this in our daily
2: practices?
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that, that you this this example, and I I see also meditation as an active process and not something. Uh, that, um, I see it as the the position between relaxing and taking action.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're, it's in between, and you can you can decide from that moment to act or to. To relax,
2: yeah,
1: but it's not a, it's not a relaxed position. So it's something active,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and that's this the same with music. You, uh, if you're in this middle part, you can listen to others and just listen, and you go to this relaxation, or you can stay in this part and act to initiate, but also to follow somebody else. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, that's yeah. that's for me. That's the that's the most important position that to be in in that middle thing.
0: Yeah. So you can choose. Yes, you always have a choice. Yeah, so not getting attached to something, but also not feeling like you're neglecting it. Oh, I'm not part of that. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can actually totally sense it when I feel that I'm distancing myself from something. Um, I I hardly take anything from it, you know? And if you Mm. really start jumping on it because you feel that you have really something to say or the truth or something, (coughs) then you also kind of miss the others because people will feel like whoa okay i'm not i'm not i'm not part of this yeah so it's also all about energy in a sense right just feeling it where you at you can totally sense it if you're conscious about what you feel i think Mm -hmm. have you have you been in a position maybe when you got started um teaching uh, uh well maybe um Base or now, what you're doing, you're actually at the moment in Beirut Mm -hmm. training musicians to train other people again uh, or to teach other people. Um,
1: Yeah, I I I train uh, a a group of Syrian refugees Mm -hmm. that they are musicians themselves and they came from, uh, yeah, mostly from Damascus and Aleppo. Mm -hmm. And and they're stuck in Beirut and they decided, okay, we can be here. Uh, Officially, they can't work because. Uh, Lebanon is blocking all the Syrian refugees from uh, working, mm-hmm. which, I, which I think is totally fucked up, because yeah. then you have a lot of people that or do illegal work or they can't work and you make their, their life impossible. Miserable, yeah. Um, but anyway, th- these taking people have away okay, their
0: identity, right? I mean, they, don't, yes. they have nothing to resonate with, maybe something they can do, and now it's also taking away from
1: them. Yes. Right? So they decided we're here we're musicians uh, we would like to give uh, music classes to the children in Sotila which is one of the, the big camps here in uh, close to Beirut. and yes I'm gonna, I'm supporting them in, in giving workshops because they, they have the music skills but they don't know how to build a workshop and how to facilitate the group and how to uh, make your own exercises and how, also how to use theater and music and dance and everything as a package mm-hmm. yeah. not only music and Yes, that's, that's mainly what I do and in that sense they work, can work for NGOs that are in the camp and they can still earn a little bit of money with that. So yeah. it's, it's empowering people to use their skills in a different way and, and to, to help children at the same time.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, economical-wise but also the, the social empowerment part that they feel util, yeah. they can make a difference. Um yeah, I still believe when you s- see you're capable of empowering others, then you really grow like uh, in all kinds yeah. of dimensions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. You were asking a question about did you ever have a moment yeah. in your, in your uh, teaching? Yeah, maybe
0: you had one today because we, we spoke with each other before I turned on the record. So when you feel you're kind of maybe losing connection, connectivity... Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot control everything. Sometimes it just happens, right? There's many reasons and variables there where people might not be in, into it or something like that. So do, did you ever experience it maybe today or in, 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 your, in your previous uh, career? And do you have some clues for yourself what you can do about it when you feel you're kind of losing the group or losing some people, their attention yeah. or their intrinsic motivation?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I had actually yesterday and today. Uh, I, I work a lot with nonviolent communication, as um, I, I followed uh, f- four or five courses in nonviolent communication. And for me, that's a tool about being very honest and about uh, connecting to your feelings and needs, and to share that and to share and to be able to listen to the others' feelings and needs, and, mm-hmm. and to to build a, a dialogue system based on that um, and I think it's very important for teachers uh, or for social workers or actually anybody who has a relationship with other people <laughs> to be able to communicate in a way that's really authentic that's mm-hmm. re- really talking from the eye and talking from my own feeling and my own need instead of uh, attacking people by just it, yeah. generalizing and interpreting what, is, what what you see or hear yeah. um, and that's what I, I, I do this and I try to do it also with children and also with uh, the trainers I work with, for example, now in Beirut. And now I'm here for the second time. So we had two weeks, uh, three months ago, we had two weeks of training and i come back and then we work again on non communication. And then I feel the energy that people are tired after lunch, for example, and I, I really see that actually they want to go home. Mm-hmm. And I ask them, I ask them and then they say, no, 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 we are super happy and we want to stay and whatever you want. And I said no. I I think I think you want to go home.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then I
1: have to fi- ask five times, and then they su- suddenly say, Yeah, we are tired. Can we go home? <laughs> and and then I know it's it's partly it's the Arabic culture that they they are not so they are kind of afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask multiple times but i'm I'm also a little bit sad at the same time that they that I still don't have the the, the, the relationship with them that they can be really honest or mm. authentic
2: yeah I like
1: that and that's and that's what i that's what hurts me sometimes that i i, I try to really open up and to accept everything and be or flexible I'm never um picky or uh demanding mm-hmm. and then i still yeah, yeah. You know yeah. So thats, a, that that's why also
0: I yeah, that's also a part of the facilitation thing, right? Never take it personally <laughs> uh, in that yes. sense yeah uh,
1: and, but it's, uh, it's a go- yeah. I think it's a good example because th- yeah. this is what I see and I, you know still I also teach in Holland a lot in uh, primary schools and, and uh, uh, high schools everywhere, and it's the same. People mm-hmm. really think that I'm the same as all the other teachers and they uh, they will send them out of the room if they do something wrong. And that's not not the case. Uh, I, I just want to create something uh, positive and to accept everything that happens in the group. Even though people are hitting each other, it's something that just happens and we have to solve it in the group. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so sometimes I lose that yeah. and, I'm, and then I'm sad about, oh shit, and I, I really did something wrong or mm-hmm. uh, I, I wasn't clear enough. Yeah. I'm. I'm always uh, judging myself, uh, and yeah. when things like that happen.
0: Yeah, and and did you? Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into solution things, but <laughs> I'm a facilitator mm. myself, so I cannot help myself. Uh, for asking, mm-hmm. did you try to invite them to think uh, of a of a solution, like uh, yeah. w- what will be the next best step, um, or did you try like music and dance so they get energized?
1: For for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: so they were really
1: and, uh, the thing is it's, it's also part of the learning process is that actually what I'm doing I want I want them to do the same with children yeah so if, if they see a child that's uh, super tired, they also have to make a decision together with the child okay yeah. maybe we should should quit so actually what I say is okay you guys make a decision I'm yeah. okay with everything but you have to make a decision um, and I also explain yes sometimes you can use the energizer to uh, to do it but then um, just make it, take the initiative to do it yourself. Yeah. You can do it.
2: Yeah. So
1: you know how, you know how to do it. Take the initiative. I'm I'm fine. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so it's it's,
1: it's yeah. giving them the responsibility. And yes, I uh, I always use energizers when the energy is low, and I, I'm very sensitive for energy. Mm. So that's uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm also getting insecure because I also at the same time I feel energy. I'm also getting insecure. Maybe they don't like it. Maybe they have other plans. Maybe yeah. you know. So,
0: yeah and also the fact you know they're traumatized so maybe they're suddenly back in their uh, memory with their families or you know yeah. it's um, we, cannot, we cannot jump in, the, in their shoes it's so intense what they're going
2: through so yeah
1: yes mm, Okay. and then, then I want them to be honest and then I would, I would really love them to be that, that I feel safe enough to, to share what I really want to share at that moment because I, I think talking is the is the one of the important things with, with working with trauma is that you mm. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> is, if you yes stop talking then movement it,
2: too, but, uh yeah, oh, yeah of course you have uh,
1: to I'm, I'm saying one one of yeah. the things yeah. uh, it's also the reason why I give music classes to, mm. with traumatized children is that it, it can be a different way of opening up and communicating if you don't if you can't use the word. so yeah. I'm just saying I'm just saying it's one and of course music that's why I'm giving the musical
0: Yeah 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 I heard you. Uh I was just thinking out loud because you know you also have um yoga therapy nowadays for people really to get into their bodies in a different way in order to digest stuff they didn't even ha- knew that there that was you know stopping them from things or not uh yeah. getting uh getting into the process of uh, recovering um <laughs> And um, yeah, I was just thinking, like maybe it could also be, you know, that they just don't know, that they're kind of yes. in that space, you know. Like, yeah, we could continue, we could not continue. I, I'm blank, <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But this is the whole thing: is that that, that I'm trying to explain them a different way of education, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm I'm teaching by example, um, mm-hmm. and I'm showing them maybe. When you went to high school or primary school, you you had such a situation that the teacher was only,
2: uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and, and I'm trying to say, trying to show them something different, and then it means also taking the responsibility
2: yeah.
1: as a participant, or in in the cla- in the case of a class, that you're yeah. that you take responsibility as a child. Mm-hmm. So so if if I'm opening up the the the, the chances, the, the 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 possibilities within the classroom. The children should take the responsibility to act. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what do you do if you have really introvert people?
1: <laughs> music or dance or uh, theater. So, that's uh, it, helps a lot
2: yeah.
1: um, for people that are afraid to open up to do a lot of different exercises. I started doing the music, uh, like, no, sorry, theater improvise, uh, improvisation exercises mm-hmm. the past months. And it actually is amazing because. Yeah. Um, music sometimes is easy because you can play a rhythm and you can play a melody that you know or you can create something together mm-hmm. and with theater it's, it's even even getting more out of your comfort zone and I, I, I really love that, that yeah. thing and for me teaching for example for a class with children is a kind of acting is really being creative and showing different perspectives but also um Yeah, it's acting. It's using your your, the the intonation of the voice. It's it's movement. It's how you how you interact all the time. Yeah. And 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 about uh, improvisation the whole time. If somebody doesn't understand what you're saying, try a different way. Try a different Mm -hmm. way all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or try to try to explain it with showing it or experiencing it, feeling it.
0: Yeah. Use some humor. That also often helps. You know, don't take yourself so seriously, and then you break the ice. Then the participant thinks, Oh she's not the queen, then we can also just uh, be part of that.
1: Yes, so that, that's the, the thing is that, for example, with musicians, what happens a lot, I, I work I worked a lot on conservatories with classical musicians, and then what I mainly do is improvisation, so they are not so used to improvisation, and theater. Mm-hmm. So to really let people that are already doing something, do let them do the opposite. Or actors, let them make music. So mm-hmm. it, it's pushing each other out of your comfort zone, and then a lot of magic can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a different I like o- level of understanding too. And engagement. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. So what I just hear, you're also mentioning that uh, in order to be able to really improvise uh, and be util in the moment, you have to be very present, right? If you think yeah. about uh, what you have to buy for dinner, then you're off and, and you're not there. Yeah. So um, is there anything that helps you with that, to be very present uh, is there something which is it just arising because you love so much what you do and then you do not really have to think about it so much
1: uh, that's a good question um normally um yeah that's a this is a good question i have several things mm-hmm. what i what i do to to focus is what I always do with workshops is I bring stuff from from my home so I feel comfortable. It's always a different room. I, I bring stones and I bring incense and I, I create a circle that feels comfortable for me. So I always prepare the room before I start,
2: mm-hmm. like half an hour.
1: Um, yeah, I might meditate for a minute or two minutes just on, in, in the circle. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I do a, a running in the morning. If I have time, if it's not too early, <laughs> um, it helps me to focus a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But but mostly, mostly, really preparing the space is is my main thing. Yeah, I, I, it's really really funny. I was giving a workshop in a conservatory in uh, in Zwolle in November, and I I, I burned incense in the in the room, and everybody was looking. What really, what the fuck are you doing? And there was eighty students. Um, in a room with all the teachers and I was walking around with incense and nobody ever did it in a room it's kind of funny but it it really helps me and they really understand after explanation why I did it Mm -hmm. and it's also part of the like I said I'm I'm teaching by example so that I I really see that it helps other people too
0: yeah
1: and yeah what other things that do for focus um
0: I so often bring my own music, but yeah, I don't have an instrument, yeah. so just a little jingle or, yeah, it makes me feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, and p- for example, put your phone off, <laughs> like yep. a super simple thing, <laughs> but as long as I know it's on, I'm, I'm, it's in my head, and yeah. I, I want to actually get rid of all the things in my head.
0: Yeah, and how do and you then, make sure you're not over-preparing? Like, I'm teaching people now to, uh, ap- yeah, apply the host uh, method to generate human energy, openness for people to connect, likability, and then sharing resources to feel the openness, to get this self-learning environment. And it works pretty great. But I see when people start over-preparing, then they talk from their heads only, um, and they overdo the reflection bit, you know? They get Mm. like, they're putting all these seeds there, and you know, some seeds are grasped (laughs) by the participants, but some are not, and that's fine. But they're like, oh, but this is another seat. Let's analyze that. And then you see the energy. Oh, yeah. What's the, what's um I mean <laughs> often when you start, that's often what happens, right? You're like, oh, there's so many interesting things. I want to reflect on everything. And then you go too far. And then you're you're talking. Yeah, it's ego or whatever you want to call it. Then you just talk for yourself. Yeah. So is there something um do you kind of know when you're in this uh, position when you go too far, or do you have some tips for that, people? I'm
1: always I'm always afraid to talk too much,
2: uh-huh.
1: and I'm also afraid that my my participants talk too much <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, serious because uh, I have a tendency to indeed what you say to 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 explain all the things that are behind the exercise mm-hmm. Uh and. As soon as I start doing it, I, f- I also see participants doing the segment that I, oh, there's a meaning for this and there's a meaning for that. And I, <laughs> yeah, um, and, yeah um, I was working with 17 psychologists uh, in Kiev uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, and they did exactly like that. The, from the beginning on, they were observing me, they were observing me, and I got crazy because they, they, they found everything. that the behind everything but I just didn't that didn't answer the question so they were, I was asking a question and they were only thinking why I was asking the question <laughs> and that was, that was made it super difficult hmm. you know what I'm? yeah so yeah
0: um, yeah the tendency to yeah how to get them out of their heads I have it often yeah. when I when I train with um scientists I mean they're also I mean they analyze everything you know and for them it's already groundbreaking news if they can relate to their senses and this can also be true it's not only you know exactly. something you read yeah yeah so but what the, did you do uh, to get them uh, to get them out of their heads more or less was there some some breaking points like was
2: there something you could do
1: Less talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I really cut it on the on the talking part, mm-hmm. and I I decided to do more exercises, and yeah, I always do um, uh, like um, I give them exercise like assignment, and the assignment there was to to build a. Workshop to to make your own workshop and to really teach it to children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So and that, that, and that was a really heavy thing because they expected that I would teach and that they will, would observe me. And I said, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're gonna do the other way around. You're gonna teach. I'm gonna observe you for this time. And that that worked very fine because all the people they suddenly have to make the connection with the children because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you have so you have a group of children in front of you, and then you have to act, and that that was the best thing. So the so you make the combination of yeah. being in your head. So we did exercises with the group with only the trainees. Then we analyzed the exercises. But they also have to do like the... Applying it. Applying it, yes. Yeah. To learn, but that's learning
0: beautiful, uh, Lucas, because then the children are not uh, the aim anymore. It's kind of yeah. mean to get to the whole teaching bit, to get the didactic skills, right? And I exactly. see it too. When I uh, when I do the same with students now, actually, I, the final session, I always say, okay, you will do it. And I sent them some videos yeah. beforehand. And they're not so afraid anymore, you know, to be in front of their own pupils. No, they think about, am I doing it okay? You know, am I doing the exercise fine? And meanwhile, they're way out of their comfort zone. So it's really yeah. cool when they get this extra mission. I had it also with another practitioner, He is hosting dialogue uh, sessions, co-creation sessions in a very complex environment with people from uh, the technic environment and the 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 citizens of an area of a neighborhood. They they also have a stake in it, and then entrepreneurs, so people from all around the world, from all around the cutting edge uh, um, Mm. circles and areas. Um, But the way they apply these co-creation sessions are very mentally focused you know like it's almost like okay and now we co-create and of course this (laughs) is not how it's literally written like that you know step four we start co-creating i'm like oh gosh so i had to send him back like a new script and also in in jargon i changed wordings like
2: (laughs) there were things like
0: we take what risk will you take or what uh, is the problem, you know, all this jargon. I'm like, oh, if I hear these words, I'm already, you know, uh, low of energy, not wanting to be part of <laughs> Zoom- that. Zooming
1: out. <laughs> zooming out. Yeah. So I was mm. uh,
0: adding the jargon and, um, and and I gave him some improv uh, exercises, host and storm exercises as well. And he merged it in, but it was like three hours before he would you know, apply or give this a dialogue session. So I had really no time to prepare. And because of that, that he had no time to overthink things and he had to just do it and think of his own mission because he's in training with me. So I said, forget about the context. Think about it. You want to learn about, you know, facilitating that space. And because he had that mission and not so much pleasing the people, or in a sense, mm. uh, it totally worked. You know, he was really in his space and he he, he was really present and he could just shift gears uh, because a lot of things changed around the day. Uh, he had less time, different people, different table. Uh, but he didn't get uh, disrupted by that. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a beautiful way to this double loop learning, in a sense, to make your participants the teacher or the, however you want to call it, yeah.
1: Always, yeah.
2: Facilitator.
1: And that's what I also do with children, for example. Then, um, we do an exercise and I ask them, okay, now you lead the exercise. <laughs> or now you do something else. And it, re- it works a lot also with small children. For example, um, I do a lot of it conducting. So uh, we have instruments and then I'm conducting the orchestra. Mm-hmm. With improvisation, so we—I ha- have a like a hand sign uh, language, nice. and it's like very simple, like start and stop and, and melody and like I love very that simple exercise. Exercise. <laughs> It's really cool, and but then what happens is that I teach it to everybody. Everybody can do it, and then I ask one of the musicians, "Okay, now you're the leader, and <laughs> now you can be here." And it's an amazing leadership uh, exercise because it's about it's about working together as yeah. a conductor. As a conductor, you can't ask pe- people to do very difficult things. If they, if they do not willing to do it or they can't do it, they won't do it. Yeah. So you have, you have to be, you're the leader, but you also, you can't ask things that people won't do. So it's, mm-hmm. it's super interesting uh, reflection. Um, actually, with, which I mostly I, w- I won't do the reflection. I just let people experience mm-hmm. and that's it. The reflection they will have themselves afterwards. It's very interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: And um also children they really feel wow it's so cool I I, I do this and my friend is starting to play music wow it's, wow, it's such magic. a great thing
2: powerful it feels.
1: And um and I don't use the words leadership and collaborative leadership no it's not it's just making music with uh, yeah, <laughs> with some, somebody in front of you. It's very subtle. Um, it's more it's more of a feeling it's, as soon as you start to use words <laughs> about uh this is the cluster and that's uh you know and it's no it, you yeah. lose you lose the power. It's just doing and uh everybody's doing it the whole day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Walking yeah. on the street and uh, <sighs> Yeah, beautiful. Um
1: yeah.
0: I want to say something I forgot. Anyhow, um I was wondering because I get a lot of uh, I coach uh well, people that start their businesses in this area of facilitation skills, and I teach mm-hmm. them about host transform, but of course they can translate it to their own work practice, etc. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if people are not sure yet if if this is what they really want to do, what we are doing, I will just <coughs> generalize yeah. it a bit. Um, how could they discover that? Like, how can they know that this is this is part of their purpose? The <coughs> kind of kind of uh, this cutting edge of, of using mus- music, theater, dance, but meanwhile created for leadership aims or creating a safe space for people to connect with themselves to get innovation process going, you know? Mm. what What kind of, maybe that's a better question, what kind of person do you need to be to... To be in this space and to really feel like, wow, this is addictive. I have to do something with this. If I get paid for it or not, you know, this is my purpose.
1: Yeah, uh, what I, what I, what, I, what I, my first thing is that I think everybody who's working with other people mm-hmm. can can get. Um, his inspiration from this you don't have to use all the elements or you don't you know there's so many elements to this uh, so many parts and mm-hmm. I think everybody who's working with other people can be interested in this
2: yeah,
1: you can use it everywhere you can use it with your with a family meeting, you can use it in your relationship, you can use it with children with your own children it's it's not so different. If you have a family party and you're organizing the, a little game in a circle with Christmas, I don't know what you do, uh, what people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, facilitating that is the same as facilitating uh, yeah. a conversation in a company. Yeah. I, I don't see the difference.
2: Yeah. And
1: everybody, everybody knows, you know, everybody went on, on summer school camp and uh, mm. is having a, a holidays with friends with also children. and then you have,
2: yeah.
1: Everybody's facilitating things and you, don't, you just don't know that you're aware. People are not so aware of that they're already facilitating yeah
0: most of the time yeah, that just it just makes me yeah. think like uh, I have another assignment now for um GGZ, which is the Institute for Mental Care uh, nationally, and um, they want to get all the different parties together, like the the insurance companies and the branch organizations, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all kind of uh you know having like <coughs> their own stake. And uh, sometimes for people, it's impossible to work, to, to imagine, even to co-create together. Um, hmm. so in these kind of very, um, uh, yeah, how do you say it? Tense environments where where's maybe some ego or fear yeah. or judgments and also people that are policy makers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they sit on a chair all day. Okay. I'm over exaggerating now, but this is really far off their beds off the hook. So, I would love for them, you know, some innovators in that group to learn yeah. about what we do. So, next time I can coach uh, from a distance and I don't have to do it myself to execute it. Yeah. So, have you ever been in this environment? I mean, most probably classical orchestras, people that maybe also a little bit more, well, stiff or analytic or <coughs> behave preserved.
1: Yeah. I I, I worked... Um, I mentioned it two times before I, I did a study with Nomads business school mm-hmm. and actually that's also pretty much about facilitation and um, uh, yeah working with groups and yep. uh, in, in the area of sustainability and um, yeah. And I,
0: had a, I had a podcast with Jake too so
1: I oh, yeah. can send it okay them. yeah <laughs> So, uh, I had one project with the Dutch police force. Now, I think it's a good example. Yeah. And the only thing I did, I didn't use music, but I I was facilitating a few conversations uh, with a group of policemen. And the policemen were already, they already decided to be part of a team mm-hmm. that will transform the po- this police force. They, they were mm-hmm. asked, to you know, they, mm-hmm. they could sign up to be part of this team and then they create new ideas how to transform it. The so best they best were best. the
0: front runners,
2: right?
1: Yes, yeah. but still, still they had, uh, they were, I wouldn't say use the word stiff, but they had a certain way of communicating and, and mm. dealing with things and, and, and thinking and, and um, not really feeling persons.
0: <laughs> Reacting I, all the time, like primarily. So yes,
1: I, I, I had experience yeah, with different groups and also uh, groups of teachers, for example if you If you come to a, a regular high school, mm-hmm. I think fifty percent of the teachers are older people that are already doing the same thing for twenty five years
2: yeah
1: yes, uh, maybe that's more the most imp- the most difficult uh, group of people are is uh, teachers mm. <laughs> because they they know how to do it because they found out one time twenty five years ago mm. and why would they change it
0: yeah. So what do you and do then? I mean, you already mentioned in the case of the police force, you were not going too extreme with mu- music and all that. So
1: no, but no, it was not. The, the thing is that I I don't really prepare. Sometimes I bring instruments and I don't use them, mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes I, uh, I'm I'm trying to um, to play, play music and and turn it around or you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I come in and I think we're gonna do a, a dialogue, and then in the end we all make music. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, yeah,
2: it's really it's, what, um... it does
1: that, better. So it's not that I I think it's it's a different way. It's a, it depends on the question they have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And okay. if the question is that uh, that, that there's a, a conflict or people are, uh, they have to listen to each other, or that you know maybe the manager complains that people are not cooperative or. Maybe, yeah, uh, they they want to be part of the more part of the company where they're in, and they yeah. they don't feel part of it. So it depends on the question.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I often think uh, uh, because somebody told me, "Hey, you're working with non communication," and I never had any course in that. Um, so I think it's also really listening to your intrinsic feelings and yeah. what is needed and how how are people wired, you know? I often talk about the third space you create together, which is not there if you're not there, and if you're alone, it's not there. But you can yeah. create between people, and then you can see what the mechanism is. And, of course, wordings, words, uh, language does have influence on that, but also non-verbal uh, expressions. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think in the end, maybe that's a good wrap-up. Um, I don't know what, what your kind of conclusion is about the human species, uh, but mm. I think if we connect with ourselves, if we feel safe in an environment or with ourselves, then we're open to, for the uncertain, you know. Then we're kind of, okay, I don't have a clue, but I'm okay, yeah. so I can handle that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's super strong to be, to be, uh, to, to be ready for the unknown. It's, it's very very interesting, you mentioned it, and I didn't answer the question, I think, about over-preparing over also mm. uh, for workshops, and that's something I, I stopped doing the last yeah. few workshops I gave, is actually I didn't prepare anymore, and um, I was asked to do a, one day, a two days um, workshop on special needs education mm-hmm. with t- 20 children, and the ages were between six and 14, so it's pretty big uh, mm-hmm. uh, difference between the ages, and I was asked to do a two-day program and I found out the day before that it was actually a five-hour program every day with one group of 20. And it's impossible for me to have a five-hour program. And what I decided, I was thinking, I, I stressed out totally like, whoa, what the fuck? Uh, I'm doing a five-hour program for two days, how can I do this? And then I, I, I was thinking and, uh, for two hours, what, how can I do this? And then I realized I don't prepare. I, went, I, I put my car full of instruments and things and I just went there and I didn't prepare anything and I just improvised and what happened is that I went with the flow of all the children and they said something and I reacted and then it reminded me of a story and then we went this and we had that exercise and in the end we had a great performance the second day which is beautiful
2: nice. but
1: for, for me that's being ready for the unknown is to, to stop worrying about yeah. But yeah, we're able of doing so many things and we can trust it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so th- to create a situation with people that they that they trust you mm. to be uh, to be yeah to be to be yourself, and that you trust yourself to be yourself. It's, yeah. I think it's beautiful, and I, I think that's that's uh, a skill that can help us to be pre- ready for the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like this whole facilitation thing. Is also like a metaphor in that sense and uh, yeah. an experience, even though you never want to do anything with it, uh, because I'm actually training someone. That's kind of yeah, yes. Uh, that's why I also I post a question. Yes, I'm not sure if I want to go in there. You know, I, I want to mm. be a facilitator. I'm introvert and I also saw I'm a little bit struggling. So maybe it's not his. You know, and I said okay, but then it's just part of the. You know. The, the whole sentiment of things being uncertain and, and people reacting to you, um, you can also translate that to your work practice again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it depends on what your definition of facilitation is. Maybe your website is also facilitation. And, uh, it's, facilitation can be on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, and how, what we're talking about as is facilitation is, is, is to work with groups of people, but yeah. it can be on so many different levels and you can use parts of it and you can... you. You can yeah. use, uh, I know, for example, Art of Hosting pretty well, uh, mm-hmm. all the facilitation skills there.
2: Yeah.
1: But there's ma- there's many things I don't use, and there's a few parts I use in different contexts where you don't recognize it anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I also hear stories from people that actually are using Art of Hosting principles in schools or companies without naming it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they already do it for 20 years, but they just name it different.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and then if you if you would tell them, yeah, you're a facilitator because you host this, wow,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, it's again about framing and uh it's about framing, yeah what do you want to do with it what is what is your achievement well for me personally i my my personal goal is to uh to make it um very low threshold and accessible for as many people as possible anywhere anytime, so that's why I launched this online platform now, so you don't yeah you can literally yeah. just be with Wi-Fi and iPhone and you can go yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: okay and cool. there, and
1: and the things are not so difficult as as we think it's about the framing we might frame it's very spiritual and difficult, but maybe it's not like that, maybe yeah. it's just like you did your summer summer. Camp When you were young,
2: yeah exactly <laughs> maybe yeah. It's, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, just having fun and a good time, and then people will get into that flow too they want to be there too with you yeah. okay, okay, great uh Lucas, thank you so much for this uh for this well, it's not an interview, I think it's a dialogue about uh improvisation skills uh how mm. you use it in terms of theater uh, music uh, in different contexts, and also for yeah social empowerment in Lebanon. In Beirut. Um, is there anything you would love to share with people uh, or a little call to action or where they can see you as a as a famous <laughs> musician <laughs> in Paradiso? A call to or
1: action whatever. Um, or to yourself yeah uh, there's a lot of things that um, I'm, I'm really happy I, I made this choice to be to, in this direction to be um, it was my dream when I was twelve to work for Doctors without Borders and now what I'm doing is actually kind of the same work but then from a, from a musician point of view and i made I made for example one movie now so i'm, I'm starting to make my own promotional movies because sometimes it's very difficult to explain what I do mm-hmm. I train people and, and 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 they give workshops so uh, you know I don't work with the children here in Beirut, but mm-hmm. I train people that work with the children yeah um so for me, it's, it's the, the framing, the talking talking about it like, like we're doing now, it really helps me to, to make my next step. And it's really great. And I, I see a lot of people around me that are doing amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. The, this summer, when I come back next week, we have a performance with Marlijn over. Mm-hmm. I play I play in an opera with Marlijn over, And he made an opera about Syria. And it's called A Postcard from Aleppo. And he asked people from Aleppo mm-hmm. to send postcards to Holland. And he used the, 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 the words on the postcard, the sentences, the stories, um, as input for the opera. Mm-hmm. And we perform it next week in uh, in uh, um, Schraveland, it's close to Hilversum in Holland. Mm-hmm. But we will perform also on, on the Grachtenfestival and some some other festivals. So oh. if you're inter- interested in, in seeing things about how to combine social change with art uh, and and see things you can you can watch my movie on YouTube for example
2: mm-hmm.
1: about uh, it's called the Beirut Music Workshop Leaders Program
2: mm-hmm.
1: find it on YouTube or my my website lucasdos.nl, mm-hmm. simple but also this this opera about from Alain 12 is a good example of how you can combine things and um, and we also perform with half uh, half of the crew with Syrian Syrian people and musicians. Nice. Yeah, like, well, I, 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 I might be, be part, part, part of, the,
0: I mean not part, I might see that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah.
1: So that's, for me that's great because I decided to be a musician and to a workshop leader and, and to work in these countries like like Lebanon. But the music things I do, I only want to do things that have meaning. And, mm-hmm. and this this opera is a great example of things that have meaning for me.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, it's a story that, that needs to be told.
0: Beautiful. Well, yeah. I will keep you in mind if that's okay when I will approach uh, the asylum seeker centers in in the Netherlands where I work with or work with, I will co-create something with. So who knows we can uh, connect the dots yes. together. It would I like be great. That. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, all the best in uh, in Lebanon, Beirut. You're doing great work. You're inspiration for, I already heard your name by some of my participants even. So you're inspiring people. And uh, yeah, let's keep up uh, empowering ourselves and others because of that.
2: Nice.